Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Game of Thrones podcast. Actually, uh, we now have to call it, I think legally, we have to call it the unofficial Game of Thrones podcast because HBO HBO has their official Game of Thrones podcast. I don't know if you know this, Preston, but... I, I, um, you, you briefly mentioned it to me, but I was like, they didn't even call it like House of the Dragon. They, they just went straight for the old Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And uh, well, I, did I mention it to you? I so fucking forgot. I keep forgetting that I <laughs> mentioned stuff to you. But no, the unofficial Game of Thrones podcast. I'm your host, Carmine of Red Team Review, and I'm joined here once again, as always, by Prestorius Jacobs. Um, and uh, we are we're here uh, for House of the Dragon. I, what, I, what are you signed for? I just finished. Well, it it. it... <sighs> I don't know. I I feel like no matter what I say, people are going to be angry. Like, I just don't know Whoa. what. How could you say that? Because based off what I see, every book fan should be content. Every single book fan should, like, be satisfied as though they had a hefty meal. Are you talking about, like, the whole, the whole, all the fan service shit in there? It's a lot of fan service here. A lot of but, fan uh, service. Well, 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 we'll get to that. As but, always, guys, we're available yeah. on SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff. So consider checking us out on those platforms. And if you do, please leave us a review. It'll help out a lot. And, of course, leave your comments down below. We might cover them in the next episode. Um, but, no, we're back. It's Game of we're Thrones back. season. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fucking um, back. Why are com- you so unhappy? Come on. It's, it, it's good so, stuff. So, look, look. It, it was an intense episode. Um, and I'm talking about that middle. I would say that the episode... I mean, okay, the episode is pretty slow to start, <laughs> um, and it ends, like, you know, not that exciting either. Okay, but that middle um, is so it's so intense that I just felt exhausted after that, after that scene in the middle. You know what I'm talking about. The birthing scene? Yeah. Like, mm, ap- yeah. like that scene... I mean, bravo. It was just, that's, that just, that was intense. That was really intense. That was just like, whoa, you definitely made me feel something with that. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I would argue it made me feel a little, a little uncomfortable because she, she starts panicking. Oh yeah. Like she, that's what I'm like, talking about. Jesus I'm, Christ. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about like the, the soap opera because they, they, in soap operas and stuff, they give, they give everybody these Sophie's choice kind of, kind of situations, but I'm talking about, the actress who was playing Emma Aaron and you know how she portrayed that. And Oh my God, like that scene by itself. I can't, you know, I can't say the episode is, is bad just because that scene by itself was such a strong punch to my gut that I was like, Oh gosh. And you know, for, so after that, I was just the, the rest of the episode, I was barely paying attention because it was mm. it was just so like that drained me so much. Um and it's funny because there's a whole bunch of random violence in the episode, just stupid random violence where you're like, come on, like 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 how many people like had their heads bashed in at that joust like in a row? And I was like, right. like, like come on, like how, who would who would allow that to happen? Like we already think like like Sir Hugh dying in the hands tourney and them just kind of going on with it. Already it was a bit much for me. I was like, they wouldn't even like pause for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe like call it a day. They just keep going. Um, but the fact that like three different people 
These are like highborn people, right? <laughs> Get their heads. This is this is this in. is what I was thinking the entire time. Like there are there are like great houses. Star one of the guys that gets his head literally bashed in has a House Stark emblem on his uh, breastplate. So that's yeah. either like uh, like because House Starks they don't like House Stark. They're they're, in the, they're Northmen. Northmen don't yeah. have knights. So this right. is a guy who like either is representing House Stark in some uh, fashion, maybe a household uh, uh, guard, or maybe like you know like a sworn sword. Well, sure. at least in the books, we did have Jory, like Jorah. Jo- no, oh, Jory. Jor- Jory um, participate in a hands tourney despite the fact that he wasn't a knight. You know. So. Yeah, but wasn't he a part of uh, Ned's household guard? He was, and 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 Roderick is a knight, so. So maybe maybe he you know felt like he was good enough to be in the um in in the in the tourney or whatever, but um you know you don't necessarily one hundred percent have to be a knight in order to participate in every tourney. Like I think Thoris of Mir participates in these tourneys and he's not a knight, right? So um so it's it's it's. You know the assumption is that they're all they're all knights, but they you know they could just be like random dudes who who are into this stuff too, right? Um, Still though, like a lot of a lot of highborn guys and a lot of uh, lords risking uh, some of their family members. Right, for it's it's a ridiculous glory. thing because it's all it's all for funsies, right? Like, oh, would you like to would you like to go in this incredibly dangerous tourney where like you're you're probably going to break your fingers or or hand or and possibly die and it's all for funsies um it's 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 quite crazy i mean i i understand that these things you know have some sort of historical um uh you know precedent to them in real life but i you know i just don't know if really crowds would just be like oh and then like somebody dies and then they go on in fact i think um i so i know with actual like roman history uh, you know, we hear about these gladiator fights and, um, you know, in movies and stuff, we think all of these gladiators are to the death and such. And it turns out, no, in actual Roman history, like the gladiators weren't actually killing each other. Like if you did that, you'd run out of, you'd run out of people to fight, uh, you know, pretty quick. <laughs> but so the, just like three people dying, like all at once, like, and everybody just being like, Oh, on with the next, on with the next tilt. Like, I'm like, come on. Like, you it's know, supposed it's... to be very like uh, hyperbolic. It's supposed to right. be just exaggerated while Emma Aaron's uh, uh, baby is, is, she's trying to give birth to her child yeah. while life is trying to come in. We have an exaggerated moment of death all over the place. I agree with you. It's, it's, it's silly and ridiculous though. It's, it's game of Thrones. Like right. even in the it's first couple of seasons, right? You're yeah. not, you know, in history, we didn't really have incredible brothels with like with supermodels all fucking each other. Like this, you know, like, I, I get that it's like fictionalized, right? Um, but but that kind of stuff where it was just like okay, the, like the scene of the testicles on the uh, on the on the on the stump and and stuff like that, where I was like, I was just like, oh god, this is just gore for the sake of gore. That's like, what that was. That was the guy's balls. I, think, I could not. I think, I think it was just testicles on. on the. I think he killed the he, he 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 cut the raper off, and then they showed something on the stool on the stump, and I think those were his balls. Well, let's let let's be honest here for a minute here. Like HBO didn't give us the, an early review copy. The episode fucking leaked, um, and maybe because the episode leaked, I'm assuming this might be review copies that leaked. Because yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know about you, but God 
damn, the fucking color was off the entire time. It felt mm. like Zack Snyder had something to do with this. Um, well, we'll find we'll find out we'll find out tomorrow when they do the release thing. So the the version that Carmen and I watched like didn't have an intro. Um, mm. So we're not sure if like maybe the 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 actual episode doesn't have an intro. Pilots often don't have intros, and then the intro will appear in the second episode. Um, this that happens a lot, but we'll see. Um, this this might just be like you know a different a different copy we had, but well, the um, first the first scene of the episode it opens up with the uh, the Great Council. I, I figured this 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 is how they would open it up the first episode. So we get that out of the way. You know, Viserys is chosen yeah, as, as um, the successor. Yeah, it was a super super boring beginning. Um, yeah, you I mean, hit you, me up. You're like you're like the first twenty minutes. You thought it was boring. Oh yeah, super boring. First of all, don't don't start shit with voiceovers and, and like text. Okay, it's like number one rule <laughs> of like movies and shows. Like if if I wanted to read a book, I'd read a fucking book. Okay, like like get me in. Like had I done this beginning, like why go to the Great Council? Like start at least i would have like how i would do it is i would start with like the series like a dream of the long night and the white walkers and then like the series like waking up um having experienced that dream so we we, we established some stakes right because well keep in mind viserys didn't experience that dream that was aegon the conquerer viserys's right. dream said, is you about- said it was passed down yeah you're right his dream was about the air then I, mm. I would have changed that shit. I would have changed that shit and I would have had him have some <laughs> dreams about something exciting because we need some stakes here. Okay. There's well, no well, here's spi- the thing. Here's, I, I agree with you because if you did that, it would be like a poem. It rhymes, you know, because yeah. that's how Game of Thrones opened. But why show the White Walkers or even have an allusion to them if we're not going to introduce them in this series? I mean, they did it in the end. I mean, the episode, the, epi- the episode establishes the stakes at the end of the episode. At the very end of the episode, he establishes like, no, this succession is really important because of this fucking prophecy in these dreams. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's the that's how the the episode ends. Like, and he does the whole promise me shit and all this fan service motherfucking stuff. Anyway, but but you establish the stakes an hour in. Like, like why should I care about this succession situation? And it's like, oh, well, it's actually really important because of this, like, big prophecy. Establish that first. Like, don't give me this, like... Good point. Uh, you know, don't give me this, like, really boring um, voiceover of, of the uh, of the Council of 101. And then after that, like, so that, that eats up, like, you know, then we have these, like, long panning shots of, like, Rhaenyra flying, which go on and on and on. And then we establish like her friendship and it's more panning shots of the city, you know, it's to reintroduce we... the audience back to the familiar, uh, the uh, familiarity of King's Landing. Remember sure. I told you in, in, on, on Facebook how uh, there's even that shot that uh, we see in season eight with Cersei where she converted that, that <clears throat> courtyard area into a, like a giant yeah. map of Westeros. Sure. But like, you know, what's the hook? Like you got to start an episode with a hook. So they're just, they're saying, well, the hook is there was this council of one woman one that passed over Ramis. Really, that's your fucking hook. Like that's what. Like compare that to the original Game of Thrones, right? Going through that wall and be being like, what the fuck is that wall? And then running into ice zombies in the forest, like, and that's your before the credits thing. And this time it's Ramis 
is passed over for Viserys. That's like, that's the difference. This, this this is my problem with 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 this series going forward. As much as I'm excited for it, and you and you on some level are as well. We're, yeah. we're we're book readers. We're book fans. The people who really need to be won over are the casual viewers because they outnumber us mm-hmm. at like a thousand, ten thousand to one. Oh yeah, and absolutely. they're the ones. Like them coming back and re- and watching this for episode two and three, they're the ones that decide if this gets another season. Because you and I yeah. would we want other seasons, whether it's to enjoy or bitch and complain. Regardless, it's content for our channels. But the yeah. casual viewers are the ones that really decide this. And so what you're basically saying is we're given a lot of information, but to book fans, it means something to us. To casuals, it's just random words and and yeah. and you know thrown at the screen. Right. I mean. It's you're, we're ten minutes in before we meet Damon. We're ten minutes in before we we meet an interesting character. You know they they spend the first minute the the first like minutes like establishing Rhaenyra and Alicent's like friendship, which I just wouldn't have gone with that. Like start with the dream. Start with start with Damon. I one of those two. Like if my first hook is what is this about? It's about fucking Damon Targaryen, like this crazy character have it be Damon Targaryen like like use that as the hook like open up with like him doing the city watch or 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 in all of his like savagery at the city watch um do something you know but I don't think that a good hook is starting you starting the show out with like hey there was a succession crisis and this random woman was passed over for this random dude um it, that that's not a hook and then the next thing is friendship of Rhaenyra and Alicent which is which goes on for a long time then we get we get Damon you know who's who's a little interesting you know and then we go back to the friendship the friendship goes on and we're fucking 15 minutes in and then we get to the Emma Aaron which when I first when I first saw the M. Aaron scene, I was like, "Okay, this is this is this is dull, but it's so important now that I've seen the episode." Considering I think that the entire episode hinges on that on that Emma Aaron scene, so you know Emma is is I mean it's just all fucking well done. And then then we get to like just the random savage brutality, and then and then the freaking like the. Uh, the watch scene or the um the small council scene and you know some tna and then the tourney you know um and the tourney and then i i just kind of exo- like that scene was overwhelming so like the t- the tourney and the and the uh and the, and the birth is just overwhelming um so i don't know if i would have set it up like like it at all like at this at all to be know. fair, Ryan Condal and and Miguel uh, uh, Kakovich, whatever his name is, they they have a much tougher job, and I think Dave and Dan did because Dave and Dan were handed like gold here because, yeah. like you said, uh, you know Game of Thrones, you know the first thing we do uh, read in the books, the prologue, isn't isn't it the right. uh, yeah? It's built so, in the same way, and and let's mm-hmm. be honest, the, the the source material is weak. Like this is weak source material. It is, um, uh, you know. So I I admit that like. Ryan Condal is doing what he can, and I and what did somebody t- say that like George insisted that the Council of One on One One on One be there? No, it I, was the um, Jaharis thing, right? 
Because you know how you know how you said you said that George Harris is the second, right? But somebody said like maybe there's a misunderstanding like between with the with the uh, the writers and I mean the, um, the 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 news article writer the reporter, and that really he meant Jaharis the first, and so then Ryan Condal's hands were were bound because he had to include the Council of One Hundred One. Well, why the fuck does anyone let George dictate anything? Did did we all forget? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like his his amazing work on Beauty and the Beast which got canceled <laughs> after what two seasons? Like, did, why are we letting George R. R. Martin like write? The motherfucker hasn't even written a, anything in d- d- ten years. Why are we letting him dictate anything? But whatever. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I. I just would have structured this differently. You had. You had this. You have this. You have this incredible scene, and um, and how do you? You know, how do you get there? I don't know. I mean, I understand. I understand that we needed Rhaenyra time, considering that she's the freaking like her and Damon are the main characters. So you need that. But but I feel like I knew. I I got to know Corlys Velaryon better than Rhaenyra. <laughs> Corlys Velaryon is a guy who clearly, the, from 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 just watching him here, is a guy who clearly is just he he doesn't not want to be involved in any of this crap. He he wants as much drama, he wants as as little drama as possible between the succession shit, so he can focus on the real bullshit, which is the triarchy and the yeah. stepstones. That's the. I mean, what a great, what a great. By the way, the guy doing Corlys Velaryon, like what a what a fantastic actor. The fact that he just fucking owns the room. He fucking owns the room in these scenes um yeah i mean he has so few lines but he just like he pulls it off really well so to be fair everybody is like everyone like i have i've had no complaints with any of the actors damon's good uh patty uh constantine uh, who plays Mm -hmm. viserys he's good when he said i've done nothing but defend you like i felt that like that was pretty great uh everyone's like jerking off millie alcock the girl who plays young rhaenyra She's okay. She's, she's fine. She's you were fine. Ask, you were saying to me like, "What's her personality?" She's Arya. She's tomboy Arya. I guess so. You and Alicent is a little bit of Sansa, just a tad. Otto is like a Diet Coke Tywin. Um, Viserys. Yeah, yeah. Viserys in in Fire and Blood. You've said it in a, in a previous podcast. He's a uh, jovial. Um, he likes to have a good time, but when he says something, he means it. I think they kind of captured yeah. that. Yeah. He's supposed I mean he's he's supposed to be a Robert clone but like here he definitely like starts off like he he doesn't have the same sort of exhaustion slash um uh rage that he's barely keeping down <laughs> like that 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 they pulled off in Game of Thrones um you know here he seems just so kindly and nice mm-hmm. that um and then it's building you know it builds towards the end where he finally like is angry at his brother, but um, uh, it, it you don't you don't you don't instantly get his personality like you did with the the actor that played Robert. But considering he's supposed to be essentially Robert, but um, it was fine. All the actors are great. Like I I don't have any complaints about any of the actors. Um, I just think that the structuring of of when you introduce characters and everything was just kind of done wrong you know the ordering of everything but man you know yeah it, it was a 
like I told you, I, I've said this already to a lot of people, and I'll say, I, th- I think I told you. If not, I'll I'll, I'll say it again. I, I didn't think it was a great pilot, like Game of Thrones, the first episode of Game of Thrones, which we recently did on a rewatch. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was, like, the most amazing thing. There was no, like, insane cliffhanger that made me go, whoa, I gotta watch the next episode. Do I want to watch no. the next episode? Yes, I do. Yeah. But I'm not, like, like ugh, eagerly awaiting it. I'm like, okay, I, I'm okay, completely okay waiting for next week. But uh, mm-hmm. was was it a good episode? I, you can make arguments that it was good. It was, you know what this episode felt, you know what the tone this episode felt like? It felt like a season finale, right? Rather than a, like an episode where you, where you go, oh, I got to see the next thing, right? Like it's, it's a period of change, Mm. right? Like Rhaenyra is now heir and Damon flies off on his dragon. And, you know, there's this, there's this new, there's this new, like everything is like next season, everything's going to be different, except it's next episode. <laughs> you know, like that could be a, that. Like I can see why you're saying that's like a weird thing, but that's also could be a good thing. Yeah. Well, I'm sure because between episodes we have these huge time jumps, so I guess maybe you need to do that every time. We'll see. We we didn't get um for 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 the uh, leak copy that we got. We there was like no next time on house. Like there was nothing like that. So I don't know. I don't know when they're gonna do the time jump. Maybe episode three. I'm assuming episode two. Mm. There's still more stuff in episode two that we have to see because there's well, that moment the, where episode, on the episode two is supposed to be the hunt. It's supposed to be the great like this this all it's show only created thing about like this uh, seeing a, a white stag that they have to like on four or something yeah. anybody here who's played crusader kings remember the white stag that's actually an event yeah. in crusader kings um and for the game of thrones mod the white stag um okay i i did not i actually did yeah. not know where'd you where'd you learn that i didn't know that uh from dd who <laughs> dragon Demands. oh that motherfucker <laughs> I I was I was debating. Should I send him this link to this fucking episode? Is he gonna like rat me out to fucking HBO? Like, <laughs> oh, but no, no he's oh, he's cool. No. He's I gave it to him. He's a nice boy. Uh, by the way, he he makes a very good point. Um, because uh, I didn't realize this until he brought it up. Let me go to it real quick. So the what uh, I, I'm we might be going a bit ahead um maybe just a tad in talking about the prophecy again from Aegon the a song of ice and fire which I kind of want to make fun of that real quick uh but um you're a little too on the nose yeah it reminds me of that family guy skit where peter loves it when movies <laughs> when use movies, the titular phrase yeah, yeah, yeah use like the title of the I movie think c- cinema cinema sense uh, like always does the uh roll credits right right like we need to go back to the future roll credits you know like, <laughs> yeah i have to solve this crisis the only way i know how as superman 4 the quest for peace oh that's why okay but um no dragon demands made a very good point to me privately in regards to the aegon the conqueror um um, uh, a, a prophecy here that that they're including because George has alluded to it in previous interviews, and what he said mm. to me privately here makes a lot of sense. He says uh, about George, he revealed in passing that there was no time limit on the prophecy. Just Aegon the Conqueror had a prophetic dream that the White Walkers would return someday, and the problem is that mm. they never knew that it was a, a full three hundred, two hundred years later. He says every king who knew of this. 
in the first Targaryen century thought it was coming either in their own lifetime or at the most their immediate son's lifetime. And this affected their mm. decision accordingly. Compare this to yeah. um, what they say about the very early Christians. Like in the first generation after Jesus lived, they genuinely thought that the second coming was imminent either in their own lifetime or at least soon. Only gradually did this shift to be understood as at the end of time and so on and so forth. So that makes a lot of I, sense. I, I, don't, I don't even know that that's, if that's understood. When you, when you meet a lot of, like, when you meet a lot of really fundamentalist Christians, like, a lot of them are constantly thinking that Judgment Day is coming. Oh, yeah. Right, but he's, yeah. he's talking yeah. about, like, you know, the Christian, like, leaders from, like, way back when. And, and this kind of makes mm, sense yeah. because I'm sure Jaharis is th- probably thinking that this is going to come like at any moment anytime soon so we need everything to be stable we need to have a person always in line just in case so it makes sense i mean it i mean not really uh, based on the book material but um I, well well I this, understand is, this that, might like, be we've got unreleased. a show narrative well well i'm talking about ba- based on fire and blood like like jaharis had no there was no there was no like pressing concern for him to name heirs okay like and it was you know he went he went many many years without naming heirs it was there was no like like i've got to name an heir now right but this is this is what's so confusing is if because this is coming from george there's george had Hmm. uh, there's no way ryan condal would do anything without george's input and this is a huge lore thing so i'm sure george have to have signed off on it what's confusing is why didn't he include this whole Aegon dream prophecy thing in fire and blood unless he maybe wanted to include it in the ice and fire books and then he's probably changing his mind it reminds me of that thing you told me about um the world in ice and fire history book how there's nothing Mm -hmm. on a shy because george probably wants to come in and nothing on karth there's nothing on 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 slaver's bay there's nothing on like vastoth rock like all the places that like we know characters might actually go there's nothing but if you want a fucking background on Lorath, you got your fucking background on Lorath. <laughs> because, like you said, George will probably want to go and write more about Karth and Ashai um, yeah, in the exactly. future books. So I wonder if, if George hasn't made up his mind about this Aegon dream thing yet. And I guess maybe I, I, this yeah. means he has. I, I don't think he has. I think this is like this this is new material. I think in general he had this abstract idea that they were that they had these these uh dreams, you know, and they were perhaps like, you know, fake. They were perhaps real. Who knows? You know, I don't know if he necessarily even knew, but you know, these dreams caused all of this madness. Um, you know, we thought the Targaryens were just crazy, but they were driven to craziness by by the dreams. I mean, what we have is, you know, in in Dunkin' Egg, we knew that that um, uh, the, the 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 Targaryens then were getting were plagued by the dreams. And we know that we knew that like kind of Ares was crazy for some reason, and and so something happened at Summer Hall and Arian Bright Flame. We kind of know that something is something nuts is going on. So extrapolating it all the way back to all the Targaryens, I guess, isn't isn't that much of a stretch. It's just that there's no Blood Raven, so the source of it becomes murky. Telling you, man, mm-hmm. they, they probably just changed the lore here to where they just get dragon dreams without like an outside source giving oh, yeah. it to them. There's a lot. I mean, you could go into. I mean, there's there's hundreds of little things that I noticed through throughout the 
the episode where they've like, oh, they changed this, they changed this, they changed like this, they changed this. Well, first off, the um, <laughs> like how long the series has been raining is is completely different. Like, he uh, says uh, ten the, years. Right. The council. Well, first off, the council of one hundred and one is completely different. Um, uh, how long he's been raining? How long he's been ruling is different. Uh, Rainey's and I mean Rhaenyra and and Allison's ages are different. The uh, the tourney that that they're they're celebrating is a is a made up amalgamation of several tourneys that are that are um, that are in Fire and Blood. But there's no there was no air tourney in in Fire and Blood. Um, but you know they're combining a bunch of things uh, from from different tourneys. Um, people being the younger son versus the older son. I think they have Gawain Hightower being the eldest son of Otto rather than the youngest. Um, Missaria, they, they took away the fact that she was a dancer and they made her into a, into a, like the, the madam, the person. Yeah, that's, that's what owning. I, that's what I've noticed um, too. So she's essentially going to be Littlefinger, Varys combined kind of. Yeah. I think that's the parallel they're going for, from, for, you're right. Um, but you know, it's a lot of, a lot of little things like that. I mean, they, they go on and on all the little changes. Um, Coralise, Coralise Valarian being on the small council, um, Melos being the the maester, the grand maester rather than Runketer. Um, you know, all sorts of little things. I mean, it, it just scene by scene you can go and be like, well, that's different. Oh, wh- a fucking werewood being in the in the godswood. <laughs> a- Alicent and Rhaenyra being childhood friends. Um, Alicent reading to Viserys rather than reading to Jaehaerys to to win him over. Like all, all of these little things, it goes on. And did they say Kristen Cole was Dornish? Did I catch that? Yes, that was weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what he would be Sand Dornish Stony? Well, Cole is the House Cole is definitely from the Stormlands, but um, they yeah, they but it's him, close uh, enough to Dorn where you know a woman and someone right you know it's like it's like mixing up say like an israeli and a palestinian would be like completely like switching an israeli for a palestinian is is completely because they're they're like a couple miles from each other right or a turk and a, and, a, and a greek you know like you know i'm actually surprised even though they, they switched some stuff around there's a lot of like fan servicey stuff if you read the fire and blood mm-hmm. history book it's in here they mention Damon's uh, uh wife in the veil uh you know mm-hmm. we get we get yeah. dark sister um I even saw you know a little bit of fan servicey there when Damon's choosing which one of the knights he wants to joust against there's like several houses there of note you know they're besides you know Lannister and Tarly uh yeah. house Bolton's there um a lot of like little like you know the dragon keepers yeah. make an appearance. So, so Gawain, by the way, Gawain Hightower loses to Kristen Cole in the books rather than to Damon Targaryen, but whatever. Like uh, yeah, well, everything is it's just to kinda, show that you know, Damon's an asshole because he only picked yeah. the, the Hightower boy because he hates Otto. Right, or the or even the fact that like Rhaenys and Corlys are here is such a is such a big thing rather than them being on Driftmark because they were so upset about the Council of One O One. Like all these changes are fine. Like like I think they I think they work. You don't want to be changing, you know, necessarily locations all, all over the place. But um yeah, you know, there, there there's a lot of little things that were changed. And then there's a lot of little things that were that were kept in as fan service, but um man. Uh, my guy, uh, my guy brought up uh, one thing that he wished they didn't do. So after uh, uh, Viserys' son Balon uh, dies, um, uh, Damon's joke about heir for a day. 
Mm, In the books, is that disputed that he actually said that or is it like legit confirmed? Well, everything is kind of in dispute. So it's never, that's never confirmed. But they confirm it here. And I kind of, I agree with my guy. I kind of wish they didn't confirm it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. uh, Especially like, so you see him at the brothel and he he seems like troubled, right? And then he, and then they, they go to Damon going before, or then they go to Otto explaining it. And then they flash back to the, to the, to the brothel. So I was like, oh, is this from Otto's perspective? Like, is that what Otto is saying? Because he's the one telling the story. But then they get to Damon in the throne room and he asks if he said it. And Damon's just like, yeah, we all mourn in different ways. And he admits mm, it. And you're like, oh, man. Dude, <laughs> I, I just like, would have like, I, I I don't like that they did that. I, I, would, I would have liked it if they kept it ambiguous and he just denied it. And you just don't really yeah. know. Um, also, uh, Damon, as they're arguing about him, because the, 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 the you know, the, the, the heir died. Um, he's sneaking in and listening in on the, on the council. Listening on the small council. Right. So he found like Vagor's like like, hidden passageways and stuff, which this is a nice little thing they're doing here because it's setting up that blood and cheese. Yeah. They're setting that up. Yeah. Cause he knows all these hidden passages somehow. He's figured them out. They should have shown him like going in or something. Hmm. Um, yeah. By the way, that's the second Superman for the quest for peace, or the, I'm sorry, the first. The second one is uh, Aegon had a had a, a dream. He called it the Song of Ice and Fire. Like ah, but the first one is after Viserys' son dies. He says, "Oh, the feast for crows." The feast for crows. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. You know, it's just gonna be like ridiculous. What just? What's with this clash of kings? What? What is? <laughs> What? <laughs> must we play what, a game of what, thrones what are we doing why this storm of swords must end <laughs> <laughs> so i dude i just i hope there's more of this because it just it's just silly it's just silly like you don't need to do that but whatever <laughs> whatever oh my gosh hmm <laughs> incredible oh man so so are you saying you didn't like because for me it wasn't it, it borders on good to it's but it's very decent it's not bad it's yeah. a nice 7.5 out of 10 it's 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 it's, uh, de- it's a seven what, what do i say like what do i say it's like it's like you've got okay i would say that like the rest of the episode was very mid for me mm. it was like okay you know five and then five at the beginning and a five at the end. And then the like, by itself, the Emma Aaron scene is is just like a fifteen out of ten. Like it's just like, oh my God, this is such a fucking incredible scene. Like one of the great one of the greatest, like most intense things I've seen put to screen. Like, fuck, that was a good scene. Um so it's like this like gem, absolute gem in the middle. Um and so that brings up that brings the the episode up, uh, I guess. Like, how, you know, how can how can I how can I say the episode is is bad when or 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 you know mid or whatever when that scene is in it? I don't know. Like, so it's 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 you know I've got these mixed feelings, right? Like it's just like well it's kind of boring and it's just kind of going along, and then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> like I'm just I'm just struck over the head with this like insanely good scene that like made me feel so much 
And then kind of, I was just like, it took everything out of me and I was exhausted for the rest of the episode. Hmm. I was like, oh gosh. So that's my feeling. Like, it's so good and so, like, so good and so mid, like at the same time, right? Like, I don't know. So that's my honest thing. Like, it's just like that one scene is so good that how can I, how can I criticize the episode? Um, you know, because uh, it's in the it's in the episode, right? So what am I supposed to what am I supposed to say? <laughs> it was decent. I mean, it's, it's 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 square in the middle for you. It was decent. Was it a good pilot? Eh, it was decent. I don't. I I think it was. Yeah, I don't think it was well structured to to pull in viewers. I don't think it. You know, it's good enough to save HBO. Mm. I don't think it's good enough to to um to launch a multiverse of 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 madness of of like seven different game of thrones shows i don't think it was all of that but um you know was it was it some incredible filmmaking like in the middle of the episode like where i'm just like in awe yeah there's there's that but uh i don't know about the rest you know um Mm, well the rest is okay see i I hate that you say that because I don't want it to be true, but you have a good point because like a lot of the times in the episode, like it's almost as though Ryan Condal is trying to regain the the respect and and trying to gain somewhat of admiration from book fans before he even tries to pull in <clears throat> casuals. That's what it seems like he's really trying to do. Yeah. So I, I remember I remember this comment from Red Letter Media about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm. And they said, this movie pays more. He's like, it's really weird that this movie pays so much reverence to Ghostbusters when Ghostbusters was so irreverent. And it's like, it it was was such a genius kind of line. Like, like Ghostbusters didn't take itself seriously. Like, and this, this show takes itself very seriously, more seriously than Game of Thrones ever took itself. Right? Like, or ice and fire like ever take took itself like there is there is like george is not serious all the time like george puts in like ridiculous stuff all the time like littlefinger is a character varis is a character who are just they're ridiculous they're they're serious but they're comical right you know and so you're not you're not always um in this like gloomy place about like this very like you know, honored material because you've got a fucking character like like Littlefinger just laughing at every sh- at everything, right? Um, this this takes the the source material a little too seriously. Like, in fact, I think, believe it or not, the show fucking needed mushroom, <laughs> right? This is what I was saying earlier to a couple of people. This is why we have like 42 Transformer sequels. It's big, it's dumb, and it's clearly not Shakespeare, but it's entertaining. And it it, it, yeah. it makes fun of itself, and it is fun on some levels. And uh, people like it. The casuals love it. You know, it's it, it does whatever. Mm. It's just... This is what I'm afraid of, that we're not going to have more there was no, like there was no com- There was no comic relief. There were no laughs. There was no, was like... Was there really comic relief in the pilot of Thrones, though? Uh, I mean, Tyrion getting, getting, uh, having sex with those, those, um, sex Why is that funny like, though? Is that funny because he's a little person or? I'm talking about the, the looks on his face and, oh, okay. and stuff like, like that. Yeah. And like him going, him going in and making those goofy faces to, to his, his, 
to Tommen and, and, and Marcella and, and stuff like that. Um, Viserys' you know, quips about are, the Dothraki, he pisses on Dothraki omens. Like, right, or even Robert being like, you've caught, you know, you, you've gotten fat mm. and, and Ned looking down and stuff like that. There were some lighthearted mo- moments. Um, they felt very to, human. To balance it out. Yeah. Uh, and so, because, you know, people do, you know, and there was some of that with like, Damon on the small council, like trying to make jokes, but he's such a dark character that it's also hard to, hard to find it lighthearted. So I'm not saying like, yeah, like we went, we went from, we went from touching scenes of love and friendship. So you got, you know, touching scene of like friendship between Alicent and Rhaenyra, touching scene of friendship and then touching scene of love between um, Viserys and his wife and touching scene of love between, you know, Viserys and his, and his daughter. Um, and then to dark, creepy shit. Right. But we didn't get any humor and nothing, nothing was very fun. Um, at any point. Yeah. So I think maybe that's the thing that's missing now that I'm talking it through. Mm. Like there's just nothing, there's nothing fun. Yeah, like we it it needed mushroom. It fucking like the source material has mu- like like I'm I'm saying like the source material is is not good. I'm not saying like I know some people are like oh I love fire and blood. No, the source source material is, is. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. The source material is interesting because it's ambiguous and and we don't know what it is and we're reading into it. Um, but you know, it's it's not great the source material, but like it pays so much reverence and there's nothing but the source material even has a humor character it has it has mushroom taking a piss out of everybody and making things fun um it needed mushroom like it's weird right man like they should have at least like if they wanted to not make mushroom a little person because everyone would be like oh they they just threw in another another little person character and we already had Tyrion. but you know they could have they could have just you know made him not a a little person, you know, yeah, or something. It's true. They they move around a lot of the yeah. ages. Why not move around someone's height? Fuck it. Right. I mean, maybe they would be like, "Oh, you're taking a job away from a, a disadvantaged oh, person." Oh, Jesus but Christ! You could, you, you, you could you could make it a different disadvantaged person or something. <laughs> I don't know. Something. Um. Or just throw in another little person. But whatever whatever the case is, we needed we needed something. We needed some some jokes. We needed some fun. And there was nothing. There was nothing really fun here, right? It was very. Yeah, that's the, now. It's good that we're talking about this because I'm piecing together all of my feelings. I, I like that scene in the middle was so exhausting, and then I realized, like, to the end, there was nothing to bring me back. There was nothing to energize me. There was nothing to make me laugh. Like it was just dark. It was just dark, and it just got darker. Well, I don't think it can get much darker than Emma Aaron, but like it just got, it just stayed dark. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of it was set up. A lot of it was like random words thrown around to appease uh, to appease book fans. I think Ryan Connell was so worried about appeasing book fans and appeasing George on some level that he kind of forgot about the casual viewer, which once again is really what he should have aimed for. And I know for a fact that when I, because I'm going to do my review and. I'm going to mention this and people are going to go like, what does it matter about the cat? Motherfucker, you're here because you're probably a book fan. That's fine. But casuals come out in force every time Game of Thrones season comes around. They are the bulk. They are the people who are going to Mm -hmm. make this into the next season. And that's what we need. 
So, um, I, I, <laughs> like, uh, I remember, like, a lot of, like, when I went to grad school, um, I remember that, uh, like, football games would, would, would happen. And, um, you know, alums come in for the football games and they can park anywhere and they don't, they don't get any tickets. But, like, anytime that it wasn't game day, like, the, the, the ticket police were just Nazis on the campus. <laughs> and everybody was always like, geez, why, why, you know, why don't they ticket these alums? And it's like, dude, because the alums are the bread and butter. Like, they bring in all of the money, right? They bring in all the donations. You don't want to piss off an alum. You, some alum that's donating like $10,000 a year to the university, and you don't want to like piss him off by giving him a tw- like a $40 ticket, and then he never like fucking donates again, okay? It's, you know, you forget it, but like the casuals are more important than the super fans. That's what like people forget. Yeah. Like there's more of them. They're the ones that keep it on the air. If it was just super fans, it wouldn't exist. Okay. So like, you, you know, I, you, you have to watch it and think like, does this appeal to the casual? Cause that's, that's the most important thing. Um, say what you will about and so Dave I, and Dan, like say what you will, but Dave and Dan, yeah. jug, uh, like they did a nice job juggling between like fan service. Cause we recently, we just went through uh, a rewatch yeah, yeah. of the first three episodes of season one on Patreon, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you yeah. and, and uh, no, Dave and Dan did a very nice job juggling between fan service and making the story simple enough for you to oh, understand yeah. the one issue that people have with the first couple episodes of the first season is that there are so many character names thrown around that even to yeah. this day, like I think Obama, who's a fan of the show still call, still calls Daenerys the Khaleesi and people still call, uh, uh Tyrion, the little guy. And, you know, no one knows yeah, Littlefinger's yeah. real name or the hound's real name. So, right. Right. There's a bit of that in this, like, like when Masaria's like, you're Daemon Targaryen, wielder of dark sister like rider of Caraxes, the blood Yo, who the fuck like really wrote that? Is that, is did george, i feel like george wrote some of these lines they're so fucking lick spittle who fucking says that <laughs> yeah that's definitely like a book kind of yeah thing. like lick spittle yeah lick, who says lick spittle like really there was definitely a lot of that that kind of like a uh, uh, book book type of that uh, book jargon of, of book jargon yeah there's a lot of that kind of stuff in there <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Uh, I I mean, like I said, I, I I enjoyed it. It was decent, but I'm not like clamoring for the next episode. Like, ooh, I gotta, ooh, I That's gotta know thing. what happens like, next. Like, like if you were like, like, give like, answer me this. Say you didn't have the channel, okay, and that you were just a rando, and someone gave you the whole season on DVD, okay, and you finished this first episode. Would you be like? gotta watch a second like i gotta watch it now uh i'd probably get up maybe take a nap and then come back and watch it later <laughs> right now 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 compare compare that to any episode in game of thrones like seasons one to three. Oh no like that know. that's the that's the problem too because that's how they get you because the, the moment jamie throws bran out the window you're like oh shit did he just do that Boom. and then the next episode bran wakes up and you're like oh they're fucked now and then episode three kind of yeah. like tones it down, like Bran doesn't remember it. It ends with Arya doing the training. But then episode four ends with Catelyn arresting Tyrion. And you're like, oh, mm, fuck, yeah. here we go. And then I believe episode five ends with um, Jamie attacking uh, uh, Ned in the streets of King's Landing. You're like, mm, mm. Mm, here we go. Yeah. 
Like it, it's almost every episode. It's like oh, shit. every episode was a cliffhanger, yeah. except for episode three. Yeah, and, and episode of seven, uh, um, I think, which ends with Joffrey telling Sansa, uh, "Your father needs to confess and say I'm the king, or there's no mercy." But everything else, no, everything else, I did warn you not to trust me. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. my God, the, the failed, the failed coup, and yeah, um. Yeah, incredible, incredible stuff when you when you when you do it by comparison. Like here, Damon flies off on his dragon, and Rhaenyra is heir. Like, what's 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 the what am I? Why should I watch more? You know. Mm. Mm. I know we're probably bumming people out, but <laughs> no, I know. But like, had they had they switched it up and had like Damon landing on Dragonstone and him like approaching the dragon. And then, and then ending the episode like that, um, I think that would have been a little better, you know, because we know that's happening next, right? Well, a huge part of the whole like, Damon thing is like the small council is vehemently against them, but I would have loved it if we had more of a reason why. Because when he's beating the shit out of those people, um, he make he he makes a very compelling argument. He goes, "Look, look, <laughs> look we're gonna have high lords and ladies from all over Westeros coming over. You want them to be robbed and raped?" And it's like, "Yeah, okay, that maybe you are a little too brutal, mm. but that you make a good point." That's a good, yeah. Um, yeah. Other yeah. than him being an asshole, why do we need Damon to like fuck off and go away? Right. So I wish they kind of showed right. more of his roguish douchebaggery. Um, cause at the end of the day, he's really just fucking whores and, you know, being an asshole. That's really all he's doing. So. Yeah. 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 Oof. 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 <sighs> Do you have anything more to say Man. on uh, the episode? I, I don't think so. I think I like, you know, a lot of people maybe want, you know, want conversation about all these little things and, and. I just all the little stuff like the little Easter eggs. I just don't give a shit about. Like I just really, don't, huh? wow. um, like I don't like. Um, you know, they're all over the place. You're just kind of littered. Littered. The whole episode is littered. You know, Me- random um, mentionings but, of Magor, random mentionings of yeah. Runestone, Dark Sister. Yeah. Like the, the this sigil, this that sigil, mm. all that. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, um, <clears throat> that's all great and all. Um, but maybe I just not in the mood to like go around, like, you know, with Game of Thrones, it just felt more fun. So you like want to go through and, and see what's going on in the background and stuff like that. But I don't know here. It's just dour, dour. Well, what um, I put in my non-spoiler reviews is that like, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a weird shadow that will be cast over the show. Unfortunately, it has a difficult path we all stand on the shoulders of giants. It's, it's, or, you know, in this case, in the eye of a blue eye giant. And, uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be very difficult for the show to get out of that. And I, I know what you mean. Like yeah. there's no humor. There's no, it's not fun. It's all seriousness. It's all, you know dire hopefully episode two picks up because look and let's be honest here you're a fan of star trek i'm a fan of star trek star trek's first season kind of blow so hopefully this is one of those things where the first mm. couple episodes kind of suck like remember wandavision first couple episodes of wandavision was not that great but then it picks the fuck up well yeah you gotta you gotta pull in yeah yeah so we'll see we'll see we'll see I mean, now you've like talked me into talking it down. Like, <laughs> like I don't. I want to stress. I want to stress that like, you know, they 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 achieved a gut punch, um, 
for me, you know, as, as, as intense as the red wedding, you know, in that first episode. Right. But it's just, uh, um, I don't know. I just don't know about everything else. There are other so. tense moments too, where, uh, by the way, I can't stress it enough. I love the fucking Kingsguard design. And I love, I did like the scene where, where Damon finally talks to Viserys, Viserys on the throne, changing the airs, but I'm your heir, your yeah, favorite scene. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah, that was a good scene. Very, very good tense. Scene between, the, between the brothers. Great yeah. acting. Uh, what else did I like? Um, <laughs> I just um, watched it. The, the, the creepiness between Otto Hightower and his, and his daughter, him like ordering her. Yeah. In. Like talk, talk to the. I, I like the small council um, stuff. I, I always love that in the original series. I like it here. I, I like, but it, that's just me though. I'm a nerd for like the little po- the politics yeah. stuff. But uh, no, I I thought that was pretty cool. I think you know you know who I wanted mm. more of. Uh, Rainies, the actress that's playing her, gives off a Queen of Thorns vibe, of of you know of humor and smiles, but like sass and stuff. I I wanted more of her. I I, I liked her. Um, I think I think the trailer like, soured me on her because all she, I feel like all she's gonna do is just bitch about not being queen. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll and that's see. kind of her character, but, you know. kinda like even uh, <laughs> even during the uh, the tourney stuff, she's like, ugh, now it gets ugly, and uh, she's she and Corley's are yeah. just done with everything. Which hopefully we can like get more of them like doing other stuff other than being annoyed with all the other crap. Because they're just annoyed with everything <laughs> yeah. happening, they don't care. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but no, um, I I thought it was very decent. That I enjoy it. Yeah, it was entertaining for the most part. But there needs to be um, Ryan Condal. I I feel bad for him because he was dealt a really bad hand with the history book. It is dry. It there's mm-hmm. no like insane compelling stuff. This is for the fans. This is not something a casual could read and become a fan. This was made for fans. As such, this is where this is where we come to. So hopefully, hopefully he could uh, dish out something that the average person can enjoy. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, look Ryan Condal. Like the fact, given the source material, I mean, you fuck. Like this is fucking genius. Given the source <laughs> material, like oh my god. Like, I always love how you rip. Like, on don't the get people me wrong. Who are like his Fire and Blood is my favorite book. Really? I don't know. It's just uh, to each their own. But it's just like, come on, come on. Like a bunch of characters that don't have character. You know, <laughs> like a bunch of events where you don't, you're not, you're not sure what happens. Like, you know, it's, it's you know, it's a very, it's a vaguely interesting like premise. Like the premise is is ambitious, but it's just, it's not, it's not, it's not a good read. I'm like, gonna find on. it very interesting to to watch all these random ass YouTubers try to say like this was the greatest pilot ever in the history of time and space because it really it wasn't it wasn't bad it was decent but this was just like yeah I yeah. know we're probably bumming everybody out but but trust me at least we're not blowing smoke up its ass like and that's really what you don't you don't want no I I, I you know, like I you know I how how. It's just such, like it's just such a weird mixed bag, mm-hmm. right? Like the fact that it has like one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen, and then like one of the most intense scenes I've ever seen, and then you know all this other stuff, and then I'm like, eh, it just it just needed it needed more humor. It needed it needed something fun. It need, I needed you know it needed to be fun, and it wasn't it wasn't it was never fun. <laughs> it was never fun. 
<laughs> That's the thing. Is, oh, you don't want it to be a chore. No, oh. I agree with you. I agree with you 110%. Um, uh, Preston, do you mind if we wrap it up here? Guys, Sounds thank good. you so much for joining us. Oh, by the way, real quick, uh, would you want to do later down the line a uh, House of the Dragon episode one rewatch, or or did this <laughs> did this episode sour you on that? We'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe when I'm not exhausted, because <laughs> we we went into right, we went into this like I had just finished the episode when we started. Really, this, so like fresh, you know? Yeah, so like I, it's not like I. I, I had time to like process it or get my energy back. It was just like right in, like the exhaustion. It really exhausted you? Like I'm really? still exhausted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. You should have said something. I, I would have waited. I, it's because we got the episode early to the audience. We got the episode early and <clears> I <throat> wanted to get this out because. I mean, there, there's there's a bunch of shit though. Like one, like if, 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 I mean, you have to be a, you have to be a father and having been, been in a birthing room with, 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 with a wife. And, and like understand all the emotions and everything in a situation mm-hmm. like that um to to really like get like how fucking crazy intense that scene is of um course. so like i think there's a, i think there's that where you're like i mean you you've you've you don't have a kid yet you know and like you know so you know it's not not quite the same like for for me watching that you know it's like pretty it's pretty intense but so yeah. Uh, uh. Ugh, man, oh man. Uh guys, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.